times before, you have felt the terror, known the madness, lived the horror. But this is the one you've been screaming for. Friday, the 13th, the final chapter. Jason is back. He moves like a shadow. Dark and silent. Sorry, you change your mind? He never utters a word. He doesn't even seem to breathe. Where the hell's the car scroll? He simply mindlessly. <laughs> mercilessly. <laughs> kills. But now, Jason's reign of terror is over. Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Friday, April 13th, is Jason's unlucky day. Hey everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers, I'm JD. And I'm Randy, and this is another exciting edition of The Non-Canonical Adventures of JD and Randy. And this year, it's the Halloween Spooktacular, The Revenge. It can't be The Revenge, it's not the second one we've done. The Return! 3D? I, I don't the know. The final uh, chapter. The final <laughs> chapter, or a new beginning? It's one of, the, it's one of them. Halloween Lives? The return of Michael Myers? Well, actually, no, it's not Michael Myers this time. Yeah, folks, even though we always play the Silver Shamrock theme, it's once again not Halloween, the series, just Halloween, the holiday. That's and right. this year, we checked out two randomly chosen movies from the list. Friday the 13th, Part 4, The Final Chapter. Mm -hmm. And Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason, Jason Lives. Yes, we skipped over ones, two, and three, and five to bring you four and six. And the specific reason we did that is because those are regularly considered the best ones in the series. And I've already seen the first one and most of the second one. I didn't really want to watch them again. And I haven't seen a prior to today a single movie in the Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> series, though maybe a random episode of Friday the Thirteenth the series on television. Um, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so I guess we might as well start with what. Friday the 13th actually is, in case for some reason you don't know what Friday the 13th is. Because I guess some people don't. It was a shameless ripoff of Halloween, but set at a summer camp. During the slasher boom. It was one of the first ones that was really successful. Um, they capitalized on it and made about nine different movies before it disappeared. Came back for Jason X in 2000 or so. And then disappeared till Friday, Freddy vs. Jason, and then it disappeared again. Which would have been 11th, and then Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash would have been 12, and the reboot would have been Friday the 13th, the 13th part. Except that they never made yeah. Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash. They only made it into a comic book, so that they, they just stopped with the numbering. Um, yeah. Yes. They just stopped. So, like I said. And recently, Victor Miller, the creator of the characters, mm -hmm. recently run, won his rights back to mm -hmm. it. So, I think anything made after part one belongs to paramount but mm -hmm. pamela Voorhees and belongs to him i don't understand how that works 
But anyways, tell us. Why don't you tell people what the final chapter is about, JD? Well, we should do a little introduction of the first three movies. I don't know. I've never seen them. The movie actually shows you a bit of that at the beginning, a bit of a summary of what happened. Uh, In the first movies, random camp counselors are being killed. It turns out it's Jason Voorhees' mother. Jason Voorhees was a boy who apparently drowned in the lake, and his mother went crazy and decided to start killing a bunch of people. And his mother ends up getting killed at the end of the movie by the last girl. In the second movie, through the third movie, apparently takes place during the same week where Jason comes back and goes on a rampage because his mother died, which apparently, this is five years later. Yeah, and even more confusingly on that, apparently he's been hiding from his mother all this time and has grown up into an adult, uh, even though she know. thought he drowned. I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's, that's what ends up happens, and at the end of the third movie, he's apparently killed and taken away to the morgue, but he's not quite dead, apparently. And the fourth movie, which is the final chapter, is the one where Jason is meant to die for good. That's how it was sold. That's how everybody knew it was going to happen. And that was the big build-up, apparently, to the lead-up went to this release of this movie. And then, spoilers, part five comes along, and Jason no longer is alive, it's but he exists movie. as a psychological trauma for the character Tommy, where he's seeing him everywhere, mm-hmm. and the killer of that movie is, is we're led to believe is Jason, but it's actually a copycat. Yeah. And then, at the end of that movie, Tommy takes up the mantle to become Jason, and then they so completely you, shoot that out of the out with the bash water and jump into part six. You where you better have ourselves yeah. though, because he never explained part four who Tommy even is. Tommy is the kid in part four, played by Corey Feldman, who's technically the I guess protagonist of the movie. When you, if you're not talking about Jason, he's the uh, kid. Uh, uh-huh. who, Let's use the terminology they use. He's Jason's antagonist. I guess you could say that in in that movie. Um, in, in the fourth one, it ends up being, uh, Jason is again, trying to escape back to the lake and he comes across the a partying group of kids like he usually does in the house next to Tommy Jarvis, his mother and his sister. And a whole rigmarole happens like usual. And Tommy ends up being I, the one who has to kill Jason. I just realized that Jason is just this, this crotchety old man who just wants people off his freaking lawn. Because he's just like, I want to go back to Crystal Lake. Why are, why are these sexy children having sex on my beach? Get out of here. Die. Now that you've left me alone, I'm going back in my lake. That's what it apparently feels like, isn't it? And in the fourth one, he dies. And he dies pretty definitively in, in that one. He gets uh, his head, brains caved in, sliced apart, and then... Tommy literally beats him to death even further after that for how God knows how long afterwards. And then he has a mental break, gets put into a mental ins- institution, which and about, that's what part five is about. about what part five is about, and then six is apparently him getting out and trying to take final revenge on Jason. And which he screws up and accidentally brings Jason back to life yes. along with his Igor, and he does a freaking Frankenstein riff. Yeah, and the whole movie is... Tommy Jarvis trying to put it right by putting Jason back in his grave, which is what ends up happening by the end of the movie. But not the grave that we think of at the beginning of the movie, but his actual grave in Camp Crystal Lake. So basically comes around full circle from the the first movie, basically. From the legend of the first one, he ends up back where he started. Um, There's slight differences between the two movies, uh, not just tonally, but also like cinematography and intent. The fourth one is very clearly trying to be a slasher movie in every single way. So yes, let's discuss the fourth film. The fourth, the fourth movie specifically is trying to be the slasher movie, and 
It is a slasher movie. There's a lot of deaths in this one, and a lot of pretty gory ones, and a lot of nudity, and a lot of yeah, a lot it, of nudity. It pretty much uh, takes it to eleven. Yeah, it's a really, really uh, extreme movie for the Jason franchise, though. Yeah. Apparently, they're the only movie that has more nudity and gore, and it is five, which you didn't watch. <laughs> yeah, this one was meant to be, considering they were thinking it was going to be the last one, they wanted to go all out with a bang. Even Tom Savini does the special effects in this one, which he didn't do in any of the other ones. And um, they're actually pretty good. There's some fairly gruesome kills, especially what happens to our favorite uh, person, Crispin Glover. <laughs> I've already I've already lost his accent, so I'm not even gonna try to do that. I keep doing this weird southern uh, weirdo. So no, never mind. Hey Ted, where's the corkscrew? Hi <laughs> Ted, where's the corkscrew? And then he gets put in his hand. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> it's the butcher knife in the face. Yeah, that movie specifically has a lot of really cool little angles, especially the one with the girl getting on the bike and the camera comes around to the house, and you just see her getting stabbed in the shadow, and then her corpse gets thrown towards and into the shot there's a lot of really cool things like that like when he also like leans in and pulls her out the window and throws her in the car it's some really cool shots in the movie yeah it's a, it's an it's an it's a it's an interesting film all right though like i said i lost a lot of context not having seen parts one through three well like i said for all the slasher movies out there we consider we watched a few of them uh the reason we didn't cover this one is because it's the most slasher movie of them considering jason doesn't really he's a presence, kind of like Michael Myers, but not really Michael yeah, Myers. Yeah, he is essentially the shape in this film. Uh, more or less, except that he's a lot more blunt. He just comes out of nowhere and just attacks people, whether they attack him back or not, where the shape kind of disappears all the time. In this one, like I said, he's more just, I just want you off my lawn. <laughs> I'm going to do anything I can to get you off. What are you doing here? Get off my property! Yeah, that's pretty much the whole point of the movie is... And what it le what it was meant to do was say, okay, that's it, that's J that's it, and that's the end of Jason. Considering the way the first four movies goes, um, there's no real supernatural aspect to these movies. It's just okay, this guy must just be crazy. How else does he keep getting back up after getting you know his hand dug into, like that uh, that scene in the fourth movie? And what ends up happening is he gets definitively killed. So you're led to believe, okay, that's it. So how do you bring him back? Well, you if you're the fifth movie, you don't bring him back. Yeah, he just becomes a figment. So let's stick with the fourth and continue on there. It's like it's a it's a movie that's full of characterization. It's like it's full of characters. It's like yeah. it's really weird people <laughs> all around. Not just talking about Crispin Glover, but his no, buddy Ted. Uh, even even the girls are all weirdos and strange. They all have weird um, books, yeah. Everybody's yeah. Everybody is like a personality, and mm -hmm. there's like two or three separate movies going on at the same time in yeah. this film. You have this weird family drama with this perverted teenage, a preteen boy. You have a bunch of sexy teens trying to get it together in, in some weird, mm -hmm. uh, like, um, hot resort type of thing going on there. Sexy boob comedy. They rented the cabin out, I guess, and that's what yeah. they're doing. And, the, and then you have Michael Myers suddenly rising from the dead in a morgue and slowly stalking his way back home because, oh, man, I got to go back to my place. <laughs> And all these jerks are keeping me from it. So Literally, if you're standing in my line of sight while I'm walking there, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Like I said, the movie basically starts out with a recap of the first three movies, which leads into the fourth one. Though I did like how they did that recap, which was just mm -hmm. simply... Telling you around this campfire. Now, children, I'm going to tell you the tale of Jason the Camp 
Crystal Lake Murderer. Which pretty much leads, ah. into, leads into 4, which is supposed to be the end of that story. Yeah. So it works that way. I found that was a very neat touch to tell it like that. Like, this is just a series of uh, mm. of uh, campfire tales, like the hitchhiker or like the... Uh, like the guy with the the hook hand and stuff like that oh, yeah. and really kind of leans into the idea that they originally had for this series kind of like with halloween <laughs> that it was meant to be a series of anthologies surrounding the idea of superstition mm-hmm. uh bad luck yeah. and curses in the case of friday the 13th and in the case of halloween it was meant to follow up random stories taking mm-hmm. place on Halloween that have to do with the holiday, which in yeah. a latter movie in the 2000s would do Trick or Treat, which is actually a pretty good slasher as well. Just saying, mm-hmm. just saying. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, this one is... Pro- and st- instead, they, they did five. They did a five million of these Jason movies. Yeah. Though I will say one thing, for the Friday the 13th movies over the Halloween movies, especially if we're getting out of... When they kept bringing Michael Myers back, they did try to shake up ways they brought back Jason... And they made it a lot more interesting than it did in Halloween, where it was just, he just wants to kill his sister and his family because why not? Ultra Jason, or Uber Jason, i.e. Jason in space, i.e. Jason X, well, i.e. we're trying to make super soldiers. Let's just go, like, the first four movies are whatever. He's not even in the first one, so you don't even need to count that one. So. He's a presence, he's a shape so in the first one. Basically, like, two, three, and four are just him, and then he dies. Fifth one is they found a way to kind of relate it to him, but it pretty much could have just been anything, really. It could have been an unrelated movie. It was called A New Beginning, and the whole idea was we were going to see how the the, the the Camp Crystal Lake murderers shaped Tommy into becoming ultimately the villain of the franchise, mm-hmm. except that it didn't happen. No. So what they did with Six is what they, they basically said, let's make it a basically universal monster movie where Tommy Jarvis is like the Frankenstein who brings Jason back and has to basically atone for all the stuff he did when he was trying to, where he was almost becoming Jason even. So what it ends up having to do is the movie, the sixth movie, I guess, is not quite a typical slasher movie in the Halloween vein. It's no, a, this one's actually a straight-up monster movie. It's a lot more of a monster movie. And there's a lot more different types of cinematography. There's a lot more, like, they show the... A, like more of a gothic style of the woods and cinema and uh, c- cemeteries. And mm-hmm. it goes on to inspire mm-hmm. with its tongue in cheek style and its fourth wall breaking and send up of the slasher genre. JD's favorite movie, and he hates this movie. I'm actually just sometimes saying the Scream series. I don't hate them, I just don't care for them. So, so, I, so this this movie is directly influences the dis- scripts for Scream One. What I dislike about the Scream movies is that everybody took the wrong lesson from them, uh, especially from this movie, where this is obviously, as I said, meant to be more of a lighthearted, quote unquote. It's more of a monster movie. It's not as yeah, because literally, like, how do you summarize the plot of, of Part Six? It's just simply, oh, mm. oops, uh, Tommy brought him back. Now he's trying to stop him, and also all Jason wants to do is get everybody off his damn lawn because he wants to go back to bed. Well, the whole movie is him going back towards the lake in the first place, but he's obviously drawn to killing people along the way because he's still full of vengeance. So. Oh, and also now he's a uh, now he's a undead revenant who uh, yeah. hates life. Yes, and you can tell. And especially that. hates Tommy, but actually he especially hates people who yell. So every time somebody yells, he'll turn towards them. His body is be- beaten and his corpse is mangled and all that until he's led back to the lake and. 
Tommy uses his whole thing because he was, he was trying to do that the whole time, apparently. Oh, no. My final resting place is my weakness. Yeah, which it is because uh, it puts him in the lake and apparently brings... Uh, makes him weak, too. Makes him weaker because he ends up bleeding for the first time in the movie when he's hit with the, the boat propeller. And he ends up stranded down there. And the ending could obviously be, he's still there, or it could also be, I'm trapped here, what do I do? So there's a whole different way to take it. But the sixth one is kind could also be, I think, thought of as a sort of standalone thing. If you, do not even con if you don't even know anything about the other movies and you just watch the sixth one, I think you get the gist of it. You just get there's a killer out there, there's a guy who's tortured by the killer, and he wants to put the killer back. And, like I said, as a monster movie... That was uh, a lot more interesting than a typical slasher would have been. Like I said, and I've seen eight, which is the Manhattan one after this, and that one's a lot more typical compared to like this one. It, I think after this, they probably felt uh, a bit uh, stretched as to where to go. All oh, right, yeah, seven is the new blood. That one involves psychic powers, I believe. It's a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's thing. it's the plot follows a psychokinetic teenager who unwittingly releases Jason from his tomb at the bottom of Crystal Lake. Yeah, like I said, but this this one, like I said, kind of fulfills the whole story. If you're looking at, I guess, four, five, and six as its own thing, it kind of comes full circle in that aspect because uh, Tommy Jarvis is only in four, five, and six. He's not in any of the other ones. This is the um, Tommy Jarvis trilogy uh and you can compare it to the spock trilogy in the star trek series which is well, two is three related. and four yeah it is related like that and um i personally liked uh, friday the 13th uh, part 12 the undiscovered country <laughs> where they go off and fight god that was five i think i don't even remember actually i think that might have been the motion picture because i think one of the forms Viger was supposed to take in the original script was jesus i don't know i don't know I'm not a big Star Trek guy to begin with. I only really like two and four. Right now there are people yelling at, at this thing. <laughs> How funny. I'm actually assuming people are listening to this. But people are yelling at me. It's like, you, you don't know anything about Star Trek. Not particularly. I also know not a whole lot about the, this franchise. Except for, like I said, I've seen the first one. Maybe the second one. Uh, Takes Manhattan, which has a very strange ending. Which is kind of like this, but not quite. And Jason X, which at that point is just full-on schlock territory. We're not even, we're not even winking at the camera. It just is. Yeah, this is the only one that winks at the camera. The other ones, from my understanding, just play it straight and go back to being just. Yeah, this one was trying to go for a very specific older feel. It's not very slashery. Even the kills aren't very gory. I mean, there's literally a scene mm -hmm. where two characters drive in, slam on the brake, and almost completely noped out of there. They almost tried to back out of the movie. They, they literally went, nope! You see a guy with a hockey mask? You see a bad guy, <laughs> a big guy with a hockey mask in the middle road? You turn around, you go away. It's like, no, 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 we can just try to scare him. But it also kind of works with this because of the whole legend of Jason where people think he's basically a legend at this point because he, you know, he died, he did all that stuff. So people are very wary, especially around the area. They even renamed it. It's no longer called Crystal Lake anymore. Now, if that had been the direction of the franchise, where it was just simply the legend of Jason and not Jason himself, mm -hmm. I'd probably be a little bit more on board with the idea of it. It's just that it's like, oh yeah, no, the idea of Jason is what keeps coming back. Mm -hmm. There's a whole lot of ways you could have taken this, this franchise. But like I said, uh, it was supposed to end multiple times. And... 
I think probably if I was to choose which one of these was would have been better ender, I think six would have been a better franchise ender than four. If only because four leaves you on a loose end with Tommy Jarvis and it never goes anywhere. So there's no real way to end it there. It just basically leads into five where he's just in the insane asylum and then he gets out in six. So he escapes in six. Yeah. So he basically in six ends up undoing what he was where he was headed in the first place. And then he disappears from the franchise to never be seen again. Because they didn't know where to go after this. Like uh, also we, we mentioned before, uh, one through four has, have a pretty defined timeline. After that, nobody really has any idea what 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 the what, um, what year it's supposed to be. Nothing. X takes five hundred years at place after five hundred years after this movie. These movies, which doesn't tell you anything about the rest of them. Um, like Tommy Jarvis is a kid, for instance, in four, in five he's an adult, and in six he's an adult. He's an adult too. So, what's the different? What's the time difference between? We don't really know. We're not really given any sort of hint. And then after that, in seven. There's no real gap to say how long he's down there and ate the same thing and so on and so on. So like how long he's been there, why it kind of gets divorced from the whole Crystal Lake things. I guess what I'm trying to get at it, This is the last movie, I guess, where it kind of feels like it's related. It kind of hooks it together a bit. And in that aspect, I thought it was a, it was a pretty satisfying ending, all things considered. Even if, like I said, they could have taken it other directions. I think what they did was good enough for an ending. So what's your highlight of the fourth film? Crispin Glover. <laughs> He's just so crazy. Yeah, Crispin Glover's <laughs> dance is the perfect encapsulation of Crispin Glover in any movie he's ever done. Like, all characters are, are characters in this movie, but he he really managed to stand out every time he was on. Every time he had a line, an expression. He was such a sourpuss, but it always made it funny, his lines, every time he had one. And if the whole entire idea is that Jason is meant to be almost like a moral killer that if you sin, he's going to kill you. Yeah. All these ones are, are definitely shitters. I mean, sinners uh, in his eyes. In four, yeah. And I would probably say the first couple ones as well. It basically becomes about revenge for him on the people in in Crystal Lake. Which, as I said, kind of comes around the day and again. It really is just get off my yeah. lawn. Yeah. In uh, this one, like I said, um, as far as slasher movies go, it's not really our genre, but um, it does everything a slasher is supposed to do. It does it pretty well. All the kills are really crazy and out of, and out there. Tom Savini does a good job on his uh, practical effects, like usual. Uh, he does a really good job. The cinematography is pretty good. Like I said, that one shot, I really like that one. And like the getting thrown out of the house looked really cool. I like and that the, the dog, dog ran away. The dog running out of the movie. That is honestly my favorite part. You're thinking, it's like, oh no, Jason, don't kill the dog. Nope, the dog broke through the window, ran away. I said, screw you guys. I'm the dog leaving. literally abandoned them to die. And and the fourth movie that takes place is the dog killed the mother off camera. So that's why we never found out what happened to her. Yeah, that was strange. Um, usually in Friday the 13th movies, when, when characters die, you either see Jason kill them or you find their bodies after he, you know, finds them. Okay, they, so they I'm... They usually just disappear. Okay, so I'm joking about that and all that, but it's like there is a deleted scene that exists that they, that they cut out because of where they had placed it and that they said it was too reminiscent of the first and the uh, first movie with the dreams. So it's like they, it, the idea was is that bef after Tommy had his freak out and kills... Uh, Jason, before they, they, they cut to the hospital, mm -hmm. is that it's supposed to 
have had the sister walk up the stairs into the washroom looking for their mother, like, in the house and found her in the bathtub completely, uh, like, killed, like, torn apart by, by Jason. And then her eyes open and her hands drift up like it's the end of the, coming out of the water like it's the end of the freaking first movie. And then she wakes up from a dream in the hospital. And that's where that final scene in the hospital took place. So they cut out that. So we and and then they say, oh yeah, your mother was found dead. That they, they that's what was cut out. That's kind of bizarre, but yeah, considering it was meant to be the last one, I don't think anybody would have complained. Um, yeah, all, all in all, like I said, um, as far as I know, slasher movies. It was a fine slasher movie. It did its job well, and it was a satisfying conclusion. For the first couple of ones, considering, like I said, they kind of escalated. Like, where do you go from this one? Well, you have him die a pretty horrific death. And uh, I think maybe he he might have got it the worst of anybody in the movie. And that's saying something. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good, because he should. He's the killer. Now, mm -hmm. before we go into the yeah. um, lowlights for that film. You want to see something cool about the poster that you may have never realized until seeing this movie? What about it? So, people, let me describe the poster to you. On the poster, it says Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Uh-huh. And then on the top of the poster, there's his mask. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. And then where he's cut into at the end of the film with the machete, the machete is sticking out of his left eye, which is how he's killed. Like, it's chopped into the side of his head into his left eye. Yeah. And so they're, they're foreshadowing how Freddy dies in the poster mean jason sorry freddy i don't care <laughs> no no he, he he doesn't even die in freddy versus jason he he, he winks at the camera after jason rips his head off <laughs> yeah he gets stabbed through the eye and then he falls forward and it splits through his skull it's a pretty gruesome death and then he gets chopped up even more by uh tommy so it's it's a definitive death there's there's no getting around it and the series doesn't even tell you it's not a definitive death because you see his corpse and then, the in, and then in the fifth movie, which we didn't watch, apparently the mayor says that they, they cremated uh, Jason's body, which is why the whole copycat killer thing with it was just kind of like, no, it can't be Jason because we cremated his body. And then you find out, oh, no, actually, I didn't cremate his body, mm. which I'll talk about in a second. Yeah. Um, so low light to the film. What's your low light of the fourth? Uh, the fourth is probably that it's fairly aimless for a good chunk of it. Too but, many movies in one? Well, that's why it's aimless. There's too much stuff going on. And... Like, after the initial where his, he escapes, you know, that's obviously the story. Okay, he's going back to Crystal Lake. We know that. After that, and he kills the hitchhiker, he disappears for a good chunk of the movie because... And then and then they have that weird romantic comedy taking place on, like, the, on the side. There's, like, other movies happening. So you're, like, watching... This weird coming-of-age story. You're watching this stuff going on. You're like, okay, does this relate to the other thing? Does it... <laughs> Corey Feldman is actually just a stand-in for Tom Savini because he's making a Monster Masks. Mm -hmm. And to its credit, it actually does eventually dovetail back in, but there's a long period where it doesn't. Like, there's even fake-outs during that part where they're coming back, and is that Jason? No, it wasn't Jason. It was a tree branch, or it was... No, it was that guy who's in Camping in the Woods. Who turns out to be related to Sandra from the second movie. <laughs> they should have made that guy related to the, the victim from the first movie. That would have made him a lot more sense instead of him rushing down from wherever he was within three days of finding out that she's dead. Yeah, because... And I gotta kill him! He's not dead! It's like, wait, what? Because the, 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 the girl who survived the first movie ended up five years later then getting killed, so we would have had more of a reason, you know what I mean? Yeah. To rush down. We'd have been more skeptical about it. But as it is, like I said, uh, that was a pretty good... Um, yeah, he was good from some pretty good um, red herrings where he was walking through with, with the machete into the tent. It was a pretty good I, I told you, J.D., there was like a point where I'm like, oh, God, is this going to be a, a, a freaking now uh, going to be a uh, 
what are those movies called where they're breaking into the house? Uh, breaking and entering. What? A breaking and entering movie. You know, no, no, like the like the siege movie. Yeah, we'll call it a siege movie. I don't remember what it was called because I used the proper term earlier. Uh, intruder movie. I don't remember what it is. But but I was like, oh, it's gonna become that where now he's gonna be harassing the the, the 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 mother, the daughter, and the son in the house while while the this weird uh, indie sex comedy is going on next door. And Jason's just kind of like, I'm going home, people. Leave me alone. Get off my lawn. Hey, what's everybody doing here? I, I like the picture. Picture uh, Jason, which is very jovial talking. Could have been like the scene in. Uh... Die Hard in the basement where he's playing the music and the chaos is going on in the background. Yeah. 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 It's just like that. Yeah, like I said, it's uh, it's kind of aimless for, a, for a, a bit of it. And because of that, you're just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be focusing on. Who I didn't even know for a while who the main character was supposed to be. There it really is no main character until, there is. until you kind of go, oh, it's meant to be... Uh, it's meant to be Tommy and his sister are meant to be the main characters. Yeah, because it's always floating around from all these characters' perspectives, even Jason. So you don't even really know who is supposed to be until the very end when he's the only one left. Yeah, I'll agree with you. That low point of the movie is definitely the plotting. Because uh, it, it's, it's a very plotting plot. Hmm. Ha ha ha. Though I will say in, in its defense that that stuff was pretty funny <laughs> with the, the weird personalities. That was, the, that was really funny. And then when they ended up dying... The way they ended up dying was pretty in line with who they were as characters. Every single one of the uh, mm-hmm. sexy teenagers die. And all of them pretty horrifically. Except too. for the sister, because she's not part of that plot. No. She's not part of the plot of debauchery. She, she's the only one that doesn't die in the indie sex romp comedy. Which I thought would have been funnier is if the whole reason the mother wasn't there is because... Not because she died, but because she... She came in, didn't find them there, so she went out to go look for them. And she comes back at the end and sees the chaos. Like, what the hell happened here? No, if, is... if uh, honestly, if what had happened is she, we find out later. Oh wait, there's a fifth movie here where she's actually there's a line drop saying, "I think my parents are gonna get back together." If they had come back, and, you, and she comes mm-hmm. back with the father, like, what the hell happened here? I just went off to meet your father to talk about it, and we've reconciled. It's like that's the fifth movie. Was apparently the divorce drama going on in the background. It's like that would have been like that's a fine ending. Okay, that, that works. Yeah, like I said, something like that because. When she just disappears. If she like, walked into the hospital while they're saying it's like, oh, darling, daddy, you're here. It's usually like, yeah. in a horror movie, if somebody's not there, you either find them off screen dead or they come in during a crucial moment. So when neither of that happened until they mentioned the random line at the end, I was kind of confused. Like, what, what am I supposed to be expecting here? They're like, yeah, we found your mother dead. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> That's what I mean. It's kind of bizarre. Tom but... is going to be put into a mental institution because we think he may... It's like, oh, okay. Th- thanks for this uh, dialogue dump. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't worry. There's no final scare. Uh, they found it too too similar to the previous movie, so we didn't do a final scare in this one. Hmm. <laughs> well, so how would you rate this movie? Uh, I would give it a three. It's uh, solid. It's... Not exactly, like I said, one of the types of movies I, I usually enjoy. But as far as slashers go, it was enjoyable. I was I was honestly, like, for a while there going, yeah, you know what? I might give this a four. But, mm-hmm. yeah, talking it through right now, it's a, really a solid three. It's a solid movie. Solid. Uh, but maybe if I saw the other movies, I'd be kind of like, yeah, okay, I see why. This is definitely the high point. Oh, it's definitely better than the ones I've saw. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's it's an okay movie. It's fine. It's enjoyable. It does what it is own where It's to weird. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it works. It does it's what fine. these movies are supposed to do, and it does it pretty well for what it it's trying to do and at the same time like there's a lot of fun little stuff in there like character moments and interesting camera work and some cool kills so like if you like these types of movies you 
is probably why it is your favorite, I guess, in the series. And then skipping five and going back to six. Mm-hmm. Now six we get into, and it's like I said, we, we said the plot, we said mm-hmm. what it's about. We haven't said who was in any of these movies. We're sorry for that. There's a lot of characters. There's too many people really to talk about and none of real importance, um, mm-hmm. except for Crispin Glover and Corey Feldman. Um, yeah. And it's Tom six- something Shepard, I don't know. Not Stoppard. I don't know why I was about to say Stoppard. <laughs> Tom Stoppard. Wait a minute. Tom Atkins. I wish. No, no. It's um, <laughs> ends up being a sequel. To I'm, I'm for some reason looking at the New Blood. That would. That's that would, not the right one. That's not the right one. Um, Tom Matthews. Yes. And Jennifer Cook and Carrie Noonan and Renee Jones and David Kagan. I will say though, one of the advantages of six over four is that it doesn't have as many characters to keep track of. It was no. a lot easier to know what was going on in this one. But all the characters are awful. <laughs> Megan's the worst. Holy cow. Oh. Do you think she's the worst? No, I just, I, I don't know. By the end of the movie, I was just like, what is wrong with you, girl? Well, that's kind of the point of the series, isn't it? That Crystal Lake isn't exactly good. Like, like even her sex-crazed friends were kind of like, okay, they're fine, whatever. But mm-hmm. her, she was just annoying. It's like, mm-hmm. like whiplash between the characters like oh, i'm this goody goody girl we're, we're, we're having this summer camp rawr girl power hey now i'm being uh teasingly to my father and oh well this sexy drifter with a past i want him i'm gonna be i'm gonna mess with him hey hey and try to get into his pants and then when she learns, and then and then detective dewey with his gun no it's like i said she's the worst and then when she learns that it's real she ends up having to uh also you know who, you also you know who else is the worst mm-hmm. in this movie tommy is the worst but you also know who is the worst the sheriff is the worst you know who really is the worst in this movie? All the characters. The only one that even remotely isn't the worst in this movie is Jason. And that's because I'm just trying to go home. Why do you keep doing this to me? I'm literally just trying to go home. If you just put a freaking uh, police line around my location, I wouldn't leave my lake. I would sit on here. I would have my creepy shrine to my mother. And I would not leave the spot. Well, I think one of the unintended... I don't even know if it's unintended, but it seems one of the major themes of the movie is that if Crystal Lake wasn't what it was, Jason wouldn't exist in the first place. And that pretty much epitomizes this movie to begin with because had anybody listened to anybody in this movie, Jason A would not have been brought back to life and B, none of, he would have been stopped after he was brought back to life because they would have actually checked it out and seen what had happened. Yeah, Tommy, I don't, I don't think we should do this, man. I don't think we should be digging him up and uh, trying to cremate him. He's dead. You just leave his body. He'll be fine. Mm-hmm. No, then, I'm going to take, take this... Uh, fence post and stab it into him in the middle of a thunderstorm and we're going to reincarnate him and his friend gets killed not only could have ran away and left and came back to try to save him and died for it yes he was the one i told you he is the like tommy is the worst yeah that's pretty much the whole point of the of the trilogy is him going downhill and having to undo all his mistakes Uh, my tagline for this movie is you can't go home again pretty much that's why that's one of the reasons why like, this movie feels a lot more like one of those old movies, like Frankenstein bringing the monster to life and having to deal with the repercussions of it. That's pretty much this movie. Only in this case, uh, it's the town who ends up suffering for the town's own bad decisions. Look, we're, we're trying to just like, uh, we're trying to rebrand. We're now called Forest Green instead of Crystal Lake. Uh yeah, that's, and we're going to build a new camp on that lake where people keep getting killed every time we rename it. That's part of the so, thing, uh, Remember, they wouldn't even address the stuff. Every time they tried to bring up Jason, the sheriff... No, no, there. it's just Tommy. Jason's just, dead. Yeah, the sheriff's trying to even say, before they even knew that anybody was killing, he was trying to talk about it. He said, it's nothing. There's nobody. Nothing no, happened. But Sheriff, Jason lives! Yeah. 
we, we, we know you keep saying that you're Jason. You're, it's all in your head. No, no, no. That was the last movie. That's how we left the last movie off, that I was supposed to become Jason. But no, mm -hmm. Jason lives! Mm-hmm. And he ends up, like I said, having to go back on all of that sort of stuff. So instead of becoming Jason, he ends up having to put his own Jason back, which I guess is, I guess, kind of metaphorical a bit. And he technically is Jason in this movie in this movie because he did bring him back. And this movie and six, it's like where they where the director literally goes, Okay, you know what? I don't think Jason is a moral killer. So it's like, you know what? It's not all nudity, it's not all sex, it's not overly violent. He goes, but it is violent. But uh even the one time where we do have a sex scene in here, no nudity. And he goes, and you can hear him taking the condom off afterwards. <laughs> so you know that they're actually having safe sex. <laughs> Like I said, the movie tries to be less of a slasher, though there are slashing It's kills. very tongue-in-cheek and very aware of what came before it in the slasher genre. It it's trying to, like, poke fun at itself. It trying. Also, it also evokes, like I said, old horror movies, especially in the way the cinematography works, in a way that a lot of the kills work, and in the way the direction and lighting is used, which I think in this movie is much more interesting, I guess, than the fourth one was. Fourth one had some good strong shots, but it was pretty obvious what it was trying to be. And this one, you could tell by the way they were trying to film it, they were trying to evoke something different. Yeah. So, so for me, the 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 highlight of this film is actually the cinematography, like the way that mm. everything was shot, the, every, the way every shot was laid out, the way the kills were laid out, everything. Yeah. Very well done in comparison to the previous one. Even though, once again, mm. once again, for six movies in a row, mm. we're in the woods by a lake. Yeah. That's one of the impressive things about the series is that it's mostly all around a lake except... I think actually, I, I think five might not be by a lake. I think, I think it might be... Insane Asylum. But yeah, the, the yeah. Rest, the rest of them are more or, or less... Or a halfway house? More The rest of them more or less are around the, the woods. And they do a pretty good job of varying the locations. Making yeah. So they, they try. As I said, one of the advantages I think of this series as opposed to Halloween is Halloween by the fourth movie was like, okay, it's the same thing, only it's getting... Less interesting. When you it's watch like this. Like this Halloween movie, 1. They great. Shake it up. Great. Halloween 2. Okay. Mm -hmm. Halloween 3. Great. Mm -hmm. Halloween 4. Oh, we're, we're doing this again. Okay. And five and six. Oh, we're we really doing this again? And then, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so we're, we're doing this again. Okay. Yeah. M Michael Myers is the hero in this one? Anti-hero in this one? What's going on here? Why is he trying to save Laurie Stroud yeah, from, from another random serial killer? What the hell's going on here? Uh, yeah. Oh, right. Now we're rebooting the whole series. Got it. Oh, yeah. wait. It's uh, actually Rob Zombie doing it, and now it's terrible. And they keep doing it over and over. And like in Friday the 13th, it's like, okay, we know what this is. We know what this is. And like, all right, that's, that's an interesting take on it. Okay, that's much more interesting. Okay, they're trying something new. And like I said, by the eighth one, which with Manhattan, which by cheerleader like, camp, by where where Jason becomes Lucinda Dickey. In the eighth one, like I said, it takes place mostly on a friggin' boat when it's supposed to be in Manhattan. Although when they get to Manhattan, it's it's quite something else. What you don't like it when Jason is on an airplane? Sorry, in a spaceship on a space station. Well, like I said, as obviously tongue in cheek as Jason X is, it's what, a you, lot more interesting than what they're doing with Halloween. What you what you don't, don't like it when he's jumping from body to body and gets dragged down to hell at the end because his uh, sister and niece, uh, which was all supposed to be set up because of his father appearing in this movie, but got cut out of it. Yeah. Like I said, at the very least in the, in Friday the 13th, they try to shake it up. And that, that made both of these movies much more interesting to watch than I had watching the original one, which so, I saw a bunch of times back if, then. If, like me, your highlight for this movie was the cinematography, what's your low light of this film? Actually, my highlight was the the whole thematic. Like I said, we were talking about all the the way it wraps into the rest of the series. I really like that the, the most. 
So the worst that the the worst part of the movie, the the, the low light for the movie is are you saying is that it's the terrible, awful, no good characters that you just want to hate because they're all awful? Uh they didn't I know what they're supposed to be and they did obviously because they're supposed to do that. Well, well my 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 load of the movies I hate all the characters in well, this. Well, I know you already mentioned that. <laughs> Megan is the worst. Yeah. I would say that um part of the problem is that um Actually, no, you're right. <laughs> it's like the no, character are terrible. No, I'm trying to think of something else, but I can't really. I guess I could say that... Uh, Home Intruder movie. That's what Home it is. Home Intruder, yeah. Okay. No, it would be that um, some of the characters are either like joke characters who are meant to die, obviously. because They're all that. joke characters. That's or, the problem. No, they're either like that or they're like the sheriff or whoever who are just jerks. They don't listen. Even though, like I said, that's kind of the point of the movie. So if that aggravates you, I, I don't know if that's supposed to be a negative or not. I guess you can consider it that. It's kind of tough for me. Like when said, I'm, I'm seriously rooting for Jason to kill these people, again, your characters have failed I you. think that might be the point. Because the whole thing with Jason lives is that Crystal Lake is what invented him to begin with. Like if It wouldn't be so bad the if, they, they were, if they were actively evil or actively bad people that's it's just I mean. that they were written as just like these um, really annoying awful characters and like i said they're not evil well, they're that's... not bad people they're just annoying but that's the point if and they... one note if they weren't if they were actually let's say uh donald pleasance dr loomis in halloween one if they were actually like I'm, that I'm for some reason british the movie would have stopped the series would have stopped with movie one because somebody would have had an, a brain to do something and this whole movie is basically that. There is no Dr. Loomis. It's a bunch of people who don't care. Honestly, this movie would have been better if we had Donald Pleasance coming in here and just saying, I am Dr. Loomis and well, I am here to find Jason! That's, that would have been the case with any movie. It didn't even matter what the genre is. If you would have come into... I am Dr. I am Dr. Loomis and I am here to find Ghostface! It would have been better even in that movie. Like, I like, am here to find Dracula! Dr. Loomis versus Dracula is my favorite film! And then we find out that... Uh, actually, Dracula is uh, Judas and that he's weak to silver because of the 30 pieces of silver that he received for betraying Jesus. Yeah, and in this movie, like, the only real characters like, that aren't annoying are basically the kids who... Yeah, the kids are the only redeeming characters in the film, and even then they're just kind of like, we're jokes, hey, hey I'm a kind of a chubby kid sleeping and reading uh, No Exit by John Sark. Yeah, get it because because hell is other people just, uh -huh. yeah, just, oh my god that's what jd they they, they lampshade it that all the characters are hell hell is other people jason went to hell right, that's kind of my point i was trying to talk about this whole thing i don't care the movies are the, the characters are bad yeah they it's are bad. bad that's what i'm trying to say They're do you have any other low light for him um no actually i don't what would you rate this movie uh i'm getting hangry okay friday, friday 13th part six um i'll give it a four uh, like I said, you're not wrong about the characters. They are aggravating. They are annoying. But I enjoyed pretty much everything about the movie, even though, like I said, it's a slasher movie, but it's more of a monster movie at the same time. Uh, I liked the individual parts of it. I liked the whole... Even though some of it was silly, I actually thought it rolled pretty well into the rest of it because it was too deadly serious. It probably would have been more annoying with the, the more aggravating characters in the film. I will say at least that Jason isn't the one that's breaking the fourth wall. No, that's that's the other thing I wanted to mention. Is it's they, the other characters that are breaking the fourth wall. They didn't break the one rule you don't do when you want comedy in something. 
you do not make the threat the butt of the joke. Once you do that, it deflates all tension. What, you, you didn't, you didn't like the part where he smashed the guy's face into a tree and then suddenly it left a bloody happy face? Well, that was the victim. That was funny. Especially considering the guy was like so cartoonishly evil and you're like, okay, he's going to get it bad. And then he gets, he tries to take the, the, um, what's it called? The machete out of his hand and ends up ripping his arm off by accident. And you look at that like, what the hell? It's like we have other people who 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 straight stare down shotgun down the camera and 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 make a quip about the ridiculous of the situation. Yeah, like I said, it's like the whole movie is. If you were, I actually literally think it, his Igor, his his buddy at the beginning, whose name I do not care to remember, that you said is the only good character he was in the, the movie. Moral conscience. He's he's li- he literally looks down the barrel of the camera, saying, "I don't think this is a good idea, Tommy." He's the moral conscience who ends up dying for it, and like I said, that's. One of the things I like about the movie, um, I give the movie a three. It's, I knew you would. It's no, it's honestly, a pro, it's a case where if I had the context of the other films, I could probably be like, yeah, no, this is a more than just solid. It's a good revitalization of the franchise. Blah blah blah. blah. Not really, just kind of like as on a standalone on its own. It's just an okay film. It's it's a, as you said, a monster movie, yeah. but it's not scary uh it's not it's fun but not overly fun there's no sense of dread there's no sense of thrill it's you're just kind of sitting there going okay oh that's a cool kill that's cool that's cool but overall there's nothing really to it other than just michael's trying not michael uh tom not tommy not (laughs) um um i'm gonna get to his name jason jason trying to get home i want to see you mention every single slasher killer before we get back to jason again freddy um, mm-hmm. Ghostface Killer. I honestly um, think it's schizoid. Movie, I actually think the movie is weaker if it if if it's taken outside of outside of this. Like if you go beyond this, uh, it kind of weakens the whole ending of the movie and the way everything comes around full circle. Not only with the first movie, but with the three movies with Tommy Jarvis in it. Except that they then go back, from my understanding, and go. Uh, let's not stick with the tone of this movie. You know, it wasn't. Ex- it was critically uh, accepted more, but uh, the audience didn't really glom onto it as much. But let's bring Jason back again because uh, it made more money than the fifth one, where Jason was only a psychological threat and wasn't actually there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and considering they had that to work with, like I said, I think they did the best job they could with under the circumstances. And then we retconned it so that he was always has been a supernatural being, and that uh, yeah, uh, which he's actually been dead in Crystal Lake all that time, which uh, doesn't really work. So between the two of them. Which one do you think is the the better of the two? If I'm going to recommend a Jason movie between the two of them, four or six, I would probably go with... hmm, It's actually really close, but I'd probably go with... For a more modern audience, I'd probably go with six. Mm -hmm. If if somebody... If some scream audience would would get into six easier? Yeah, yeah, but no, just in general, it's like I, I, I... you got to remember that roughly when Six came out, the whole reason why they were doing this kind of more tongue-in-cheek, more mm-hmm. wink, wink, nod, nod. Mm-hmm. Actually, wait, let me think back. But when Four came out, and this is 84, mm-hmm. the slasher was already on the decline. That was the That's reason why the they wanted to change up the formula. Yeah. And how do you change up the formula? If, if, if the thing you're trying to do to change it up didn't mm-hmm. work, let's bring it back self-aware. And it worked in this movie. Mm-hmm. But... The slasher still went downhill after after that in general, well, there's and it wouldn't be revitalized movie. until you got Scream, Scream, which was like yeah, which was an injection into it. It's like no, no, we're not just going tongue in cheek and meta on this. We're going super into it and being super aware. Mm-hmm. Where this one was just like no, we're just aware of the genre. We're aware of where we stand, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people would have an easier time to it yeah. than 
the previous movies where it's just kind of like how did he survive this how is he doing this oh he's a supernatural being okay we get it okay that's fine that's mm. that's, that's that's cool that's that's interesting that's that's a way to do it it's just like as the thing that always takes you out that i hear you ranting to the clouds about in the middle mm -hmm. of the night about how could a little old lady pick that guy up yeah because that's the the first movie like we've already spoilers first movie his, the, the, his it's mother. not jason it's his mother and the kills in that movie a lot of them do not make sense especially like there's like camera perspectives where people are looking up and all that like she's a little old lady what how is she killing these people that make a lot of sense but they do a lot better job in these ones because there's no mystery you know who it because is. there's a big wink and there's a big nod and there's a big like huh mm -hmm. you kind of go okay yeah it's like mm -hmm. you, you so, you're able to suspend your disbelief you're, you're not taking it seriously like the other movies at the same time too you could probably track how the genre was being treated from the first movie to this movie because it's a pretty good bellwether of the time period and then created. honestly and if you think about it mm -hmm. the friday the 13th series mm -hmm. as a whole and i'm just saying this based on mm -hmm. hearsay i'm based yeah. on what other people have said other retrospectives on it We've only seen a handful of because movies. i've literally seen these two movies mm -hmm. that the friday the 13th movies were actually never good the no. only thing people liked about it mm -hmm. is that Jason had a very iconic look to him. He was a very iconic killer, much in the same vein as Michael Myers, which is why they kept bringing them back. And it's not like Freddy, mm -hmm. which Freddy had Freddy movies, like the Friday the 13 movies, have actual multiple good movies and is a generally more well-respected slasher franchise. Much more creative. Much more creative, yeah, but, but that's because that's dreams. It's not just this... Yeah. Slowly walking killer coming after you yeah. with his machete. Oh, wait. It's a lot more blunt. Yeah, it's... yeah, exactly. And, yeah, it's this movie here, it's just a bunch, six is a bunch of pe him ripping apart a bunch of people. But it's like, yeah, you Four look at it. It's, it's, it's what the Friday the 13th movie series did was mm -hmm. give us an interesting character. Mm -hmm. Give us, an, not, I'm not going to say an interesting mythos, but an easily replicable mythos to use across every other yeah. uh independent slasher film you can come up with oh yeah uh jason is by far the most ripped off horror villain of all time and I'm, out of talking about michael myers I'm and talking about jason and and out of all and he was a rip off of, of the shape and out oh. of and out of all of them out of all these sl slashers in mm. popular culture he's the one that pops up the most he still pops up when when like is there a killer outside? You'll see somebody out there. It'll, and it'll be it'll Jason be in a, like a freaking hockey mask. It'll always be something like that. It's always it's going to be him. Yeah. And it's it's like people know who Leatherface is, but they don't know him as Leatherface. He goes, the Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy. Mm -hmm. Chainsaw Man, not to be confused with the anime. Uh, how about uh, Michael Myers, who's actually the shape, but we know him as Michael Myers. Yeah. He's... He's not really known as... Uh, how about Freddy? Man. Like, Freddy, it's like, okay, that's the that's the second most. Yeah. But Third also, one, but not a slasher. He's also unique. He yeah, doesn't look exactly. like any other ones. He's very he's very different. Big difference. He's a child killer. He's not a pedophile. He's not a molester. He just likes to kill children. He also has a very like involved storyline with him and the whole dream thing. So it's like he's really... The son of a hundred maniacs! Yeah. He's yeah. really his own thing. Uh, like I said, Jason didn't even start off as Jason. In the first movie, he's not there. In the second movie, he's not really a killer the first movie is an idea and it's supposed to be it's a red a herring and you're killer. supposed to think that 
oh, the story of Jason. He's coming back to get revenge on the people who killed him. And, and it's like, That's no, it's actually, the twist is, oh, actually, it's okay. his mother who's coming back to kill the people, to punish the people that killed him. And the second one is just a random backwoods guy who turns out to be Jason. And The big reveal. Oh, actually, Jason's been alive all this time. He his mother wasn't a, aware. He wears a bag on his head in that movie. He doesn't even have the hockey mask. In the third movie is the one where he gets the hockey mask and where he starts to become the Jason. He, he starts to become the iconic individual and that everybody knows. And it's like, if you show, one. if you just show a bloody hockey mask, everybody knows who that is. And like I said, and it's the fourth one where we see him... Where we actually get that hockey mask, the one that is the iconic hockey mask. and everything yeah. like that. And even still, to you know, on that, the sixth one is the first one where he's just like... He saunters. He power walks. He didn't do that in the other movies. He stalks. It's like it's it's the Michael Myers thing of like I don't run. I will get you. I am an unstoppable force. I will find you. I will kill you. Yeah. Michael once Myers, I ha- once I have you, I will find you. Michael Myers is somebody who just like appears in in this one. Jason like very slowly approaches. Although he's slow, he's fast at the same time. It's a very thing, very distinct thing that only came into the sixth movie even. Yeah. So it's like all this stuff ended up building up to Jason. In this movie, which is probably how he's most well-known now. It's like once he became undead, all he had was time, so he didn't rush. Everything was methodical, and it was just simply, I'm trying to get back home. Even when, from what I read, when he was on a freaking space station, his whole intent was to kill everybody on the space station so he could get back to Crystal Lake 2 on Earth 2. So like I said, it's a very interesting time. I'm glad we decided to watch this, these ones, considering we already did Psycho, we already did Halloween, we already did Friday, not Friday, the 13th, uh, Halloween, uh, on Nightmare on Elm Street, so we might as well do Friday the 13th. And we also did the Guyver movies for some reason for Halloween. I figure why not, those are different enough. And so we finished up with these ones. We finally did the last slasher franchise. And I'm glad we finally got it over with. No more slashers after this, folks. Oh Unless no, there'll be a, there'll be list. more horror movies. I I know, but it's like let's end up on our list. But. <sighs> anyway, um, anything else left to say uh, about these ones? Not particularly. I'm mm-hmm. I'm good on this now. We've talked about it for fifty something minutes. I'm, oh, I'm right. very well. We on might it. as well wrap it up then. All right, everybody. Thanks for let's do our Halloween episode. We'll see you next. The time. Revenge in 3D. <laughs> the Return. He lives. Whatever you want to call it. The Return of Michael Myers. We'll see you next time and continue our cruise, the Canon Catalog. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. 